Welcome to the Words Over Ice Show. Have a drink, whether glass mug or styrofoam. Get my best up to Ray, he's the right host. And Matt James on a sarcastic tightrope. Then there's Jason, full of opinions. Co-host with brains and the boldest intentions. Ali, that's the man making profits. Greg and Duke join us talking controversial topics. You know it get real in these interviews. We talk about it all when we bring a news. Rolling with the punches, a one-two combo. The Words Over Ice Show. Let's have a convo. So today we are interviewing guest Sam with the Secular Club. Jason and I talked to him about religion. He's got an atheist point of view, so it's really interesting. Uh, guys, be sure you're hitting up the website. You can find everything we have there. It's wordsovericeshow.com. You'll find the episodes, the links to social media, to Patreon, all that good stuff. So we appreciate the support. Hope you enjoy the episode. Let's dive in. Talk, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You're cool as hell, well, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> well, welcome back, Sam. Thank you for having me. Welcome back to the show, man. Yeah, of course, man. Appreciate you coming back. I had some, some audio issues before that no one knows about, so they don't really care that I'm saying that. Um, but this is <laughs> back to... Back for the first time. <laughs> All right. Back for the first time. <laughs> yeah. To, I don't know if we're going to conclude the religious sector or whatever you want to call it um i don't know you can't really but i'm glad to have you on because we've this has been like a four-week thing now hasn't it yeah yeah it's been going on for a little while so i mean but we've had on yeah we've we had our our own kind of religious talk we've had on the one we did uh was it last week jay with the 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 occult guy um that was was interesting four days ago was it? Well, well then, yeah, there it was you like, go. Well, yeah, I guess last week. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I don't know what day um, it is, man. I don't know why you ask me these questions. Every day is the same to me. Oh, uh, man. Well, but Sam, good to have you on and get your, your perspective. You are a practicing atheist, correct? Uh, not practicing or, anything, or, or, but yeah. Non practicing uh, of anything. For, 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 for sure. lack of a better term. Yeah, sure, we can go with that. I got I got practice yeah, from six to nine, son. <laughs> I gotta practice. Let's go, let's go for... with that for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um but what does that mean to you? Let's just, let's just start there. What is what is religion or the lack thereof? Uh what is your point of view and what does that all mean to you? Sure. Um so if somebody says there is something out there and you say, I don't believe you and they're talking about a God, then you're an atheist. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says there's a Rubik's cube sitting on my desk and you say, I don't believe you, then you would be an a Rubik's cube ist. But if somebody says, you know, there's a God out there and you say, I don't believe you then you're an atheist. So there's a misconception there with a lot of people, right? So there, a lot of people believe atheists. You say there 100% is no God, right? Yeah. And that, that's yeah. not the case. Yeah, is that's what you're saying? that's not my position. My position is very simple. It's just I don't believe you. I'm not insisting that you're wrong. I just think that there's a better case to be made that it's not true than that it's true. And all the cases that advocate the truth of it fall very short. Would you uh, would you say that a general thought process too is when you say that you're an atheist, people automatically assume that you are a devil worshiper, a satanist, or somebody that believes <laughs> yeah, in the opposite? I've, I've heard that before. Which, um, which doesn't make sense because if you were, then you would believe you'd have to believe in God in another deity. You know what yeah, I mean? I would, like, yeah, yeah, you'd be believing in the supernatural, and 
I don't think that there's an adequate case that you can make for the supernatural or for a god or angels or anything that falls in that category. But we live in a world where people believe that there are ghosts, is, they believe that they're angels, god, or gods, I mean, depending on where you live. Which so, is cool. yeah, anything supernatural, I don't think it's met its burden of proof. Okay. okay. So again, we had on um, Scott the other week, right, Jay? What was his name, yeah, Scott? Yeah, um, so, yep. From, yep. the, from the occult society who believes heavily in the supernatural and in ghosts and in spirits and afterlife oh, wow. and all that kind of, yeah, it was an interesting conversation. Um, he kind of takes the same route as you where he says, you know, don't dismiss something. You can be skeptical, um, but don't dismiss it without, without diving into it or, you know, giving it a chance. And he actually teaches classes and all kinds of things. And there are, I mean, he's made cases and, and I, and I, and, and Jay, I know we, we kind of, with him, we dove into some experiences of, yeah, maybe there's a supernatural, you know, or a ghost or something like that, that there could have been an argument not, from, but it, not even a ghost, like more of a spirit that, right. you know, just spiritual things of uh, connections that can still be connected or somebody that can still be in between levels of consciousness or, mm-hmm. or uh, so there's you know. something beyond our regular experience going on. Right. Something like that. Right. Um, yeah, and that, that's yeah, what he, that's I'm, what he I'm fine in. with um, speculation about those kind of things. I actually think about like what ifs a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But when it comes to what is the truth about our condition on this planet, I think w- that that's kind of the first step is what if this is the case? And then you go through trying to falsify that and trying to prove that it's accurate. And then if it holds, then you should believe in it. But I think withholding belief in something until it's been, until it's met its burden of proof is a better way to go about things because it helps to filter what is true from what is false more consistently. Right. And you know, something that I'm, that I'm starting to pick up when I'm speaking to you and to Scott or, or when we do our own religious podcast and when we're talking to you, quote unquote, specialists in your respective fields, you know, atheism or hermeticism or whatever it is, there's a common theme that I'm coming across, right? And it's all in the mind. So, for example, we can trick ourselves into believing different things. Um, so say there's a, in the middle of the night, a stair creaks or you're walking in the living room and the, the curtain shifts a little bit. We can tell ourselves, oh, you know, it's just a gust of wind or, hey, this is just an old house and it's settling. That's why it makes that noise. But on the opposite or on the flip side of that, you can also say or or you can justify it that way that it's wind or an old house. But you can really trick yourself into not believing that, hey, maybe there is a spirit that's making that rocking chair move or there's a supernatural force behind it. Okay, yeah. Um, I've actually had experiences where. Um, one time when I was about 12 years old, uh, I was hanging out in my bed and I thought that somebody else was in my room and they had said my name. So that freaked me out. But, and at the time I wasn't sure what to call it. So I thought that it was some kind of ghost or, um, demon or something like that. But thinking about it from now, uh, I look back at all the conditions that were going on at that time. I was extremely tired. We know that people have audio hallucinations. 
We know that when you're extremely tired, you're more susceptible to those kinds of things. And we know that it usually happens when people are falling asleep, which all three happened in my case. So I think if you weigh the two probabilities, we have tons of evidence of people having hallucinations, of people getting tired, of people falling asleep. And we have very little evidence. We have speculation on the other side that says there are spirits. We've never had any tests done on spirits before. Um, that interact with the world in some way. We have no evidence to show that the supernatural exists, let alone that it can interact with the natural world. So you start weighing these two explanations. One of them has zero assumptions. The other one has like five. And using Occam's razor, it's a knowledge shortcut. They call it an epistemological razor. Just use Occam's razor, whichever has the less, the fewer um, assumptions. Just go with that because it's probably the correct explanation. Mm. Got it. So epistemology in the whole, that's that's the nature to know something, right? Yes. So like what can what can be known? The study of knowledge. Yes. Essentially. I find that very interesting. What's your view on Okay. Why, um, why, why so? What's your view on it? So for me, the way that I think the most the most effective approach to knowing anything is saying not that it's false or that it's true, but to withhold your conviction in anything until something has adequately met its burden of proof. And from that standpoint, you'll, you'll never be wrong on anything, as far as I can tell, because if you don't accept something as true, then you're not necessarily insisting that it's false. You're just saying, hey, you haven't really proven this to me yet. So you're not really wrong in that way because you're not insisting that something is the case when it's not and I, th I just think that I I've never come across any other approach to knowledge that is as effective as skepticism is what do you think of that I, 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 I get what you're saying um, <clears throat> it was explained to me as a not even as a child as a young man in my like, early 20s that uh we as human beings also don't have the capacity to even understand the complexity of this world that we live in and how it was created. Like that's why we're still at this day and age, still figuring things out scientifically. And uh, that, that leaves a lot of proving, like you're saying, if you can't prove it, then I, I mean, I'm not really a big like I don't go off of uh because it I can't understand it that it's true. And I just leave it at that because it's out of my understanding. Yeah. Uh I do need I I need facts as well. You know, I need to understand. Um and I want to understand, but there's certain things I think that are just completely out of our realm of even understanding how things began and you know, stuff like like that as far as the world we live in. Which leads, it's always led me down my spiritual path. And I get where you're coming from, too. And it's, it's kind of coincidental that we both have the same outlook, but still kind of different uh, I, I think places that we're at The difference right there now. is when, when I don't know something, it's very frustrating. And I want to know. Very. I want yes. to know so bad. But. I can't. We're at, we're at a limit 
on our knowledge and on our ability to test anything at a certain point, like the beginning of the universe or mm -hmm. quantum physics, quantum mechanics. We, we, the tools that we have are not apt to test those things right now. So it's frustrating that we don't know certain things, but I have to, I've, I've tried to train myself when I don't know something, I simply say, I don't know. And neither does anybody else. So when somebody says mm -hmm. it's a God or it's an angel or a demon or whatever, you're invoking an explanation that may be consistent with everything that you know and everything that you've been socially um, adapt to, but that doesn't necessarily mean your explanation is correct. When, so when I don't know how something happened, I just say, I don't know. Let's work together and try and figure out what is the most likely explanation. Right. So that, that leads into the definition of skepticism, which would you mind, um, for the listeners, you know, just kind of educating them, informing them that as an atheist, what skepticism means to you. And they're just like, you know, the actual true definition. of Sure. It. Yeah. Um, so skepticism and denial are two entirely different things, but they get conflated as the same thing a lot. When somebody right. is skeptical that there is a God, let's say, it doesn't necessarily mean that they deny that it exists. They're just saying, I don't know if it exists or not, but the proof that you're giving me isn't adequate for me. And it, it kind of goes back to like how people view atheists as sometimes they see atheists as arrogant people who are saying there's no God, there's no God, and some do. But I would argue that a more sophisticated take on that would simply be not that there is no God, but that all of the attempts to prove that there has been a God historically don't seem adequate in my estimation and in the estimation of mm -hmm. other people. <clears throat> um, so I don't think that that's arrogance. And I think any attempt to try to make somebody appear as arrogant for simply admitting, I don't know, and neither do you, that is dishonest, to say the very least. I can agree with that. To, to, to put a title on somebody because their thought process is different, and there's a lot of people out there that just blindly believe uh, and a lot of things that are in the, uh, those books, and it's, you know, I have my opinion on that. So we stand very similar in a lot of stuff, but I get where you're coming from, and that, that's all respect, you know? Because I think that's the thing that we're lacking in this world is respecting one another's perspective on things, and that's where a lot of conflict comes across, across even just religion or, yeah. you know, just... Just and it's a processes. it's a heavy topic. Even, Nobody wants to be wrong on these issues, right? Um, you know, well, we both we all know that, that it's been waging on for how for long? thousands, <laughs> you yeah, know, so thousands of years, you know. So yeah, so that you know that in itself is just something to think about. And it's interesting, man. Almost like long ago, gods were invoked as explanations for things when we didn't have an explanation, like the sun right and why it moves people Water. used to think that it was pulled across the sky on a chariot and that 
they had to sacrifice, uh, I think it was the Aztecs, thought that they had to sacrifice their children to keep the sun moving to please the gods. And it's always been the god explanation has always seemed to be plugged into areas that we don't yet have an explanation for or don't yet have a sufficient explanation for. So when we talk about something like the origin of the universe, nobody knows where, why there is something rather than nothing. Nobody does. So when somebody says it was God, they have to be able to show why that is the most likely explanation. And I don't know how they can do that you know, because we have no way to you know demonstrate a connection between the supernatural right. and the natural if there even is a supernatural to begin with. What's what's intriguing to me about that that um, or the example that you gave with the Aztecs and all the ancient uh, civilizations that were just as advanced, if not more advanced than we are now, um, it, it intrigues me to wonder if they did see something, a divine being in those times that has hidden itself from us just to see what we're going to do. Because we're in a certain time period now where they know we're getting close to what they were trying to teach us. And they might just be like, you know what, let's just sit back and see if they're just going to destroy all this shit that we gave them. <laughs> and that's just, a, you know, you know, you know, there's some, we all know a person that loves to sit back and watch chaos. We all know somebody. <laughs> sure. I, I'm kind of one of those people that like to just sit back and watch I, I don't, people do some crazy I don't shit. think I could respect <laughs> a deity that sat back and let chaos run free, though. So I'm not really, if they do exist, well, I don't to, think I'd be particularly have... interested in knowing them. <laughs> Right. Well, we're supposed to have free will, you know, and that's really what it comes down to. In in those in those thought in those sects of uh, religion, you know, each religion says, you know, you you have free will and you're supposed to do this, supposed to do that, X Y Z, yada yada yada. So, can I uh, interject really um, quickly? Uh, um, of course, of course. This what is, is what you're here for? Do you think that we have free will? Uh, honestly. I don't even know if we're free. Shit. So how can you have free will if we're not free? Because I mean, can't you can't really go outside and do it? Yeah, everything. There's the illusion of there's an illusion yes. of free will. Yeah, because right. I'm I'm actually kind of convinced right. at this point that either free will does not exist at all, or that it is very limited. Right. If you do have free will and you you start to act on it, you're in you're 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 a criminal now. If you don't follow the the guidelines of what has been given to us, you you know there's it's within reason. It depends on what degree of so maybe I should word the question a little differently. <laughs> Do you think that the human mind has an ability to make a choice that is independent of the let's say the laws of physics, for example? See, and that's the thing is it. it there's no answer to that. I think I think the, that's like some nature better, shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that you can make a better case that there is no choice because, as far as I can tell, every decision I've ever made in my entire life is a product of every experience that I've had up to this point, which I have not had mm -hmm. control over. I can't control what other people do, and I can't control what's going right. on in the world, laws of physics, and whatever else. So I don't have control over that. And that is what is dictating everything that happens in the universe so that I have atoms right. in my brain right now that are flying at a certain speed. Um, they cannot stop 
holding yeah, you together. Yeah, they cannot stop moving in that direction. So that all of my thoughts are apparently tied to the laws of physics. I can't seem to change any of my decisions in that way. So I don't think that we are free. I think we have the illusion that we're making choices. We have the illusion that we have a life that is ours and whatever else. But I don't think that it holds up to philosophical thought. So so would you say that we have a predestined, uh, you know, life uh, pretty much along as within the parameters of laws of physics? Because I, I was thinking last time when we talked, um, it's a scary thought. And I think this is why people lean on religion as much as they do, because if there is no God and we are just literally living on the fucking edge of chaos, that's some scary shit to think about. That all it's going to take is one mishap. And all this is over. Yeah. Or they think about, you know, somebody is controlling it and keeping it within its realm and within range, and that gives them something of comfort. You know, it's 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 something deep to think about. Like, we literally, like I know for a fact we are living on the edge of chaos. Uh, just look at, you know, the world we live in, the climate change, and then all these these times that the, the news will accidentally say something about this big-ass meteor that just missed us once again, and it's coming back around. And all it's good if it hits, it's. I it's think a in 2029, like it's everything. coming back again. I, I forgot the name of it though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know we were on the same page with that, you know. And they they very vaguely say it, but then they never talk about it again, and people forget. So it's like, are we living on the edge of chaos? Is there? Just, are we just it, out here random? It kind of you know, brings focus like, into your life, though, when you, if you don't expect, if well, if you don't definitely. expect somebody to interject on humanity's behalf. You realize, oh my gosh, I need I need to go out. I need to clean our environment. I need yeah. to plant the trees. I need to. <laughs> it it provides a much more it's on us effective and utility based view of the world that is better for humanity. Because if you think everything's going to be taken care of by a supreme celestial dictator that lives in beyond the realms of the universe. First of all, I don't know how we could ground you to be considered about considerate of what is going on in the world and how your actions are going to affect other people and the world as a whole when you expect everything to be um, piggybacked on this celestial dictator. Mm-hmm. Well, can't you can't saying. you believe in both though? Like, can't and going back well, to the free will thing. thing. Look, going back to the free will thing, you, you say, and, and I get it, uh, all of our, most of our choice, if not all, are, are based off of experiences and your brain is going to go and it's going to run through, you know, thoughts and feelings and, and times in the past where you've experienced something similar and it's going to make a judgment call on what you should do. So that's where you're kind of questioning free will. Is it free will or is it your brain just calculating a, an outcome and, and choosing the highest probability of what's going to benefit you or, or yeah. whatever at the time? Right, but there are. I mean, how do you, how do you think emotions play into that? Because there are there are situations where emotions come in and, and steer a a an outcome or a decision that maybe is now not logical or something that you would have never done based on your prior prior. You experiences. mean like the Crusades or just war in general? I, I, I think just, yeah, you know? I, I get what you're saying. Emotions <laughs> and how they tie into making choices. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. That's that's a. Good question. Um, when somebody makes you upset, 
chances are you had Mm -hmm. no control over what it is that made you upset. But when they said or did whatever that they did, or you got the news of somebody's death or whatever, you had no control over that whatsoever. And your brain is chemically bound in the same way that it was prior to that event. And it's going to use the examples that it has of past events or whatever else. And if it doesn't have a past example of somebody dying in your close family, it's going to react in that way that all of the laws of physics are going to determine. So I think even with emotion. Sure. If it, if it doesn't have a yeah. reference point. Yeah. If it doesn't have a reference point, I can see that. But what if it does? For example, the, the merry-go-round that a lot of people find themselves in, like relationships right? Or, or, or drugs or anything like that. And obviously drugs are a little bit different. There's a chemical component to it, right? So, but let's say for a relationship, for example, someone who keeps going back to something, um, that abusive that person good. that they, right. they just can't get rid of. In exactly. Love. An abusive person, all prior experiences tell them they know what's going to happen. Sure. Right. But there's an emotional, there's an emotional draw to it. That, I mean, that can be argued as free will, right? You're making a decision that does, doesn't make any logical sense, assuming. You know, so it's not that I don't disagree with you. I'm no, just I, I'm throwing a question saying. at it. I think it, still in that situation, your desire to be with that person is being overrided by your logic in that situation. Now, me as a person, I, I try to think through as much as I can. I don't think I would go back to an abusive relationship, but that's just me. But if somebody did, I think it'd be because the the way that they have been conditioned in their life has led to them having more of an emotional yeah. attachment to people than a um, logical approach to any given situation. And in that case, I don't think they had control over how they were conditioned to be that way either. Because nobody, I never chose to right. be a deep thinker. I mean, I don't consider myself a particularly deep thinker, but I don't consider myself one. And I never chose to be the way that I am, but everything about myself is a product of genetics that I had no control over, laws of physics that I had no control over, pretty much everything, even things that I desire, I have no control over because it's a product of everything that I've experienced prior to that or how I react to new situations. I would say that you have a choice or you've made the choice to want to know instead of being blind in a sheep. I know you say your genetics are playing a part in that, and also probably some of your past experiences, but you just, you're still making a choice consciously. Then, you, know, there's, you know there's people that just do not want to think. They just, they just want to be, hey, look, I love the, the, the newest fucking TV show that's out. I'm going to eat that triple bacon burger that just came on the TV because that's what everybody's doing. You know, you don't strike me as one of those people. I, I, so I think I, I'll eat a bacon burger. You're, you're a deep thinker for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. never mind. But, um, no, I'm actually <laughs> considering you know what I'm going saying? Vegan. Like, <laughs> you're making a good choice. Cause you'll be able to think a lot longer. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just very interesting to, to hear your point of view, because nobody, you, if you, you have to be a complete idiot to not take what you're saying and at least think about it. You know what I mean? As a person that is like, I'm very spiritual. You know, we've had this conversation. 
But it, I can't even lie to you. After we had that conversation the last time, like I couldn't stop thinking about it for like two days. I had to literally sh- like stop myself because I was obsessing over just all of the shit, you know. And it, and it just came back to the fact that all of my experiences, like you say, your experiences put you in a place, and that's who you become. And through my experiences, I, I am who I am, and you are who you are, and it's. It's all respect. That's what I think that we're lacking in the world when people have their different positions, which your position doesn't make you what people would think hearing what you what you 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 know, denomination that you claim yourself as they would think that you don't have a good heart or you're not out here trying to help people or you're some yeah, sort of bad person. All. You know, that's that's the stigma you got. That, you know, that's that, the, that, is a, that's, that is a stigma. That's the stigma you got. And it, and it sucks because if they would take the time to just listen to you. I think you could help some people free themselves from some of the webs that they're caught in. You know what I'm saying? And that's just all respect. That's just something that I I just Um, felt like I needed to say. There's a negative stigma towards people who have questions. But I also, I, I genuinely do think that the world would be a better place without organized religion because of how much harm it does. It, it has done good. Don't get me wrong. It has done good. But I think that yeah. with, without religion, good people would do good things and bad people would do bad things. But with religion, yep. good people will do good things. Bad people will do bad things. And sometimes good people will do bad things because of their religion. Yep. And it wouldn't be a problem I if can't, we didn't have this. I can't deny that. That, that is something that I, I agree with you. 100% on is religion has been a scapegoat for a lot of bad decisions. But what time. made what made murder and thievery and all that bad? You know what I mean? So where we had to use originally, I mean, we, we used religion to control, right? To still, say, you know, God, still God, do. yeah, still, still do. You know, God says, don't do this or don't do or whatever, whatever you know, God or whoever it is you believe in, you know, don't do these things. This is how you live. This is what you do. And whether or not you believe in a God or a higher power, right? If that never came into play, let's, let's, let's play a game and say religion was never introduced and we never believed in God. Will people, will people, and say I was in control of, of whatever nation we're in. Are you going to listen to me when I say, don't do this and that? Like what, what is going to be, what is the standard okay. of good and bad? Then? I, I like that question. Like that. Me, per, me personally, no. I, I got a more. Yeah, I like that so. question. Um, I think that it comes from an understanding of the consequences of our actions. So, let's take for example, somebody walks around punching people in the face. You don't like that, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's in your best interest to encourage the behavior not to punch other people in the face because you have a face and you don't want to be punched. So (laughs) you're going to encourage that kind of behavior by not engaging in it. And in that way, morality is crystal clear. It's, it has to do with morality. Morality has to do with uh, the well-being of other people and, and parenting. Yeah. Parenting is a huge thing, but just think about well-being. So you have, like, we can use parenting and well-being in the same way. So you treat your children well because you understand 
that they their actions are going to have effects on you. Sometimes you take extra care of a child because you don't want to hear, hear them screaming because that's going to impair on your ears, which is a part of your well-being. So all of this goes back to well-being. And the, we should work towards it because it's built on who we are as people. Like everybody feels pain. Everybody f- likes to feel comfort more often than pain. Everybody likes to feel contentment more often than misery. It all goes back to well-being. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to encouraging the behavior that you would want in a society that you are a part of. So slavery is wrong, not because a God said so, but because when you understand your actions and the effect that they have on other people, it is impairing the well-being of other people to hold them as slaves, which is why it's wrong. Right. And you know, that that's coincidental that you bring that up because that was like the main vein of slavery was Christianity and the Bible was used to subdue the slaves through scriptures that they chose and picked specifically to tell them to, you know, worship their earthly masters and listen to them and things like that. So it's like that when I, when I started to figure that stuff out, when my my parents, like, as I got older, started telling me about these things, that's when I started to look at it in the kind of way that I've always looked at it that I can remember. I was like, yeah, I'm not religious at all because I, I cannot accept that and think that that's right. Like that's, you know, that's just asinine. That's crazy. I'd be a fucking idiot yeah. to, to believe that. So I have to be spiritual because I believe in some sort of energy or, you know, a divine creator. So I get what you're saying. It's just funny that you brought yeah. that up. That That's, I'm glad that people got to hear you say that. And I'm not the only one because I've said it a couple of times before, but I'm glad yeah, somebody else said it. it. So when somebody asked me, well, if there is no God, is murder wrong? Yes, because it impairs yeah, yeah. well-being. What the fuck? <laughs> if, if there is no God, is thievery wrong? Yes, because if you steal something, you're encouraging a behavior that they could steal back from you, and you don't want people to steal from you. It's such a simple concept. I don't right. know. I, don't, I never really understood why we had to appeal to this divine, unmovable, moral dictator i don't understand because we can get all of the same morals by just thinking about the consequences of our actions but they they knew they knew the power they knew you're you're not as powerful as as a god they they knew the power behind it for super massive control of not just a couple hundred people but like nations continents you know and it's crazy the only time murder is is acceptable is in nature when that animal kills another animal because they have to eat that is the only time, and even then, yep. that shit part of the reason why I'm considering you know I mean? going vegan I, a, is because I've heard all the arguments for and against veganism, and it seems to me that the arguments for meat eating as a lifestyle are flimsy and very poor, but the arguments for veganism are <laughs> extremely powerful awesome. and moving. Um, I'm I'm very much I'm, I'm considering that's going awesome, that way. Man. But then you 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 say you're not a deep thinker. Well, uh, Get out of here. <laughs> Give yourself some credit. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> you are a deep thinker. No, it takes it. No, it takes it. It takes a fucking really long time to. It took me thirty plus years to figure it out. You know what I mean? And and I'm still uh, on my journey. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I definitely don't eat red meat anymore. Oh really? 
and that's neither here nor there but it's like i get what you're saying yeah i haven't had red meat in like probably 10 years but neither here nor there uh you are a deep thinker you you take a lot of shit to heart that's what it really comes down to and that's crazy because most people would hear you say i'm an atheist and they think you are heartless as shit like you don't care about anything None of this means anything. You don't care about people. Yeah. You, you know, and I hope you're the to complete set opposite. a good example for other people that may be skeptical of God claims. Well, well thank you. That's why you're on here. That's why, and that's why we needed you on here so that we could get this out to people to know that it's not all the stereotype will kill. It'll just kill the conversation. Stereotypes kill conversations. Stereotypes kill relationships stereotypes kill interaction between uh people yep. and we need more conversation i agree we need more conversation so, so let, let's let's get back to like the your beliefs and how how everything even came about okay. originated sure you know cosmological approach if you will um i mean i I'm kind of in the middle of every of all of this. Like, my, I haven't. I don't know if I've selected a path. If that, that, that's what you want to call sure. it, a path yet on which way to. I, I see major flaws in religion, in the in the Bible, and believing that there's a God with a white beard, a man sitting above everything, looking down. Um, that there's been angels on earth. That Moses went up a mountain and talked to God personally. Like, I, I see flaws in all this, right? Sure. And and it's and I see holes everywhere. So, do I believe? And and, and I see the, the power of science. And what, like you said, what can you prove to me? Like we know this, or where we think we do, at least for now, right? We have a lot of evidence pointing in this direction, which is a lot stronger than saying, "Hey, there's a man, you know, waving a magic wand and making everything work." Sure. Right. But at the same time, I I still and and I was brought up Catholic. Um, but I always found it very phony, even when I was young. I just, it just felt phony to me, felt fake. Um, but, but it's hard for me to believe that there's, there's just too perfect of a structure, the entire universe. Like, if one thing is out of place, the whole thing collapses. Yeah. And how that can all be left to chance. And I'm not saying there's a person or it's just there's something more to that we don't understand just yet. And I don't know if we ever are going to. And if that, if that means that there's an afterlife that you go into or whatnot. But um, I kind of went off track of what I was trying to no, <laughs> get I, you to I, say. I totally but, understand what you're saying. So right. how did things come about? And, yeah, yeah, exactly. So something I need to make really clear right off the bat is atheism has absolutely nothing to say whatsoever about how anything came about but atheists mm -hmm. tend to work towards having some kind of worldview because atheism is just i don't believe this so what do you believe so i just wanted to clarify that atheism has nothing to say whatsoever you can be an atheist and believe that aliens create crop circles it has nothing to say about what you mm -hmm. believe but what i me personally as an atheist what what do i subscribe Two, um, I don't know how the universe began, and I don't think anybody does. So I'm totally in the I don't know category on that. But in terms mm -hmm. of after that, we can start testing things. So we have physicists that have done the math on the Planck time and everything else, and they, they're, they're fairly certain that we came from a singularity that expanded very quickly. And as it was expanding, you have these laws of nature that are, and we don't know what the origins of those are yet either, but 
gravity starts to affect things, which are leaving things in spiral patterns, and there's a ton of science and math that goes behind all this. But once you have your galaxies, you can kind of zoom in on them. You're going to have these huge stars, and the huge stars are all the low-density elements. So you're going to have helium, hydrogen, that kind of thing. I'm not an astronomer. This is just from my understanding. And on the mm -hmm. inside of these stars, you have the elements baking and becoming heavier elements. So you're going to have what's necessary for life. You're going to have the heavier elements coming in, oxygen and all the rest that you're going to need for life to exist. And when these stars die, they explode and all of their guts go out everywhere. And then gravity is still acting on these, this explosion. So from there, you're going to have smaller stars formed. One of them would have been our star. And once our star formed, you have the lighter elements in that star. The heavier elements are on the outside. And that's what made all the planets, because the, the planets are being pulled together by gravity also. So now you have these spherical entities. And on ours, we had the chemicals necessary for the origin of life. From there, everything evolved. And here we are today talking about it that makes sense too because closer to the sun would mean you know the heavier elements would conglomerate together lack of better words so there we have the terrestrial planets and then just beyond us we have the jovian which are gas gaseous planets which could not grab any of the stuff that we took yeah i, See, I, can, I, I can get with that I, i'm not an expert on any of that that is my tentative, oh, don't get me wrong neither am i that's my tentative position <laughs> I, I am on what happened <laughs> I totally, if somebody points out, hey, you got this part totally wrong, buddy, I'd be like, oh, okay, thank you for correcting me. But that's, yeah, from what yeah. I understand, that's what happened, and that's where all the evidence seems to point. Well, that, that's a sign of intelligence, too, is that when somebody lets you know that you're wrong and you take it on and you just listen instead of shutting down and be like, nah, fuck that, you're wrong. Yeah. You know, that a lot of people, a lot of, that goes back to religion. They don't want to hear what you're saying. You know, do you, it, do you it believe in, in do you believe in multiverse and life on other planets? Um so I'm totally in the I don't know there. But the yeah. there's two things. There's the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics, mm -hmm. and then there's the multiverse. I and those are totally different things, but I think mm -hmm. the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics is at least plausible. The multiverse, to me, has no evidence, but it's just yeah, a it, it's yeah. a theory. It seems to, all the math seems to work there, so it, it's at least possible, but I don't know if it's even plausible. I mean, just on this planet, scientists have said that there's a doppelganger for everybody that looks like damn near identical to you. Yeah, I've actually seen so one. It, it, <laughs> oh, shit, that had to be weird. <laughs> well, he's on, apparently, I look like John Mine is famous. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was just watching them on TV the other day, right? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so much that we, we, I don't need, like, that's what I was saying in the beginning. I don't know if we can even comprehend it. It's like beyond, comp there's some things that you just can't explain. Yeah. And that's where. But invoking, uh, invoking an explanation when you don't have one is going to lead oh, you to yeah, a lot of false know. conclusions. Yeah, I don't condone that sure. either. I, I definitely don't condone that. You know, uh, 
but with past, you know, experiences and things like that, there's some things that have happened in my lifetime that has put me in a position where I believe that there was a spirit uh, that I, I was interacting with a couple times here and there. It was a family member. It wasn't like just like a random person um, here and there. But, you know, just to just to throw out something real quick to try to make sense of it so that you cannot be freaked out by it, that doesn't uh, – that doesn't go very far. Sure. You know, that that's, that's not, that's not a very good um, yeah. thought process or conclusion. And in terms of evolution, we, we are not hardwired to be logical 100% of the time. That takes an intense focus. You have to, you have to, you know, this is what the reality is and this is how things are working and whatever. It takes a lot of focus and training and, our brains are not really mm-hmm. hardwired for that. We're we're meant to survive and avoid the lions and you know the the bush is shaking. Let's run away. We're not designed to okay. Here's what's the origin of the universe. Our brain is right. not capable of that. So when when it comes to things like dead family members, we may feel like kissing their photo that's uh, sitting on the desk we may feel like that's going to help us emotionally and it may and i don't see anything wrong with but that it's it's for us though it's not for yeah. them it's for us yeah it may be for us but i don't think you know kissing their i don't think that they're sitting there watching you kiss their picture and oh thank you and everything i really think that we're just dead <laughs> we're just gone yeah it's like so fire so, so that fire is a process so when you mm-hmm. blow out a candle the the fire from the candle doesn't go anywhere because it's a process that's happening. When we die, our consciousness is a process. So when we're wiped out, we didn't go anywhere. We just stopped being a process. We stopped existing. And I think that that's that all the evidence seems to indicate that that's what's going to happen. It doesn't seem like there's anything that's go- able to pull us out from that reality. And I think owning up to that is one of the most noble things that somebody can do in my submission. You know, you know what the freaky thing is? And I hear a lot of people have thought about this too. It's like, all right, I get that, but it almost sounds kind of robotic, right? You are, you're, you're here until you're not yeah. right. And it's just, you're just a, a piece of the puzzle, a big piece of it. Right. And you're just another organism, but it's like, all right. And, and everyone says this and it's, it's like, then how come I, see and i control my work you know what i mean like I, it's my point of view it's my yeah. movie and it's a i think that's why people would start to say listen there's got to be a spirit or well, something that's that's what i was just leaning towards was um i forgot what his name was i think it's like mcdougall or something like that but he did a bunch of experiments and concluded that when people died they were 21 grams lighter because their spirit was gone. So while they had their energy or whatever the life force or whatever you want to call it, while they were alive, after they passed, they were 21 grams lighter. That, Maybe that, that was the air getting sucked out of them. So I, I, I'm not really I mean, familiar. You could have oxygen in your blood. That could be cool. That, that's a good theory, actually, right? You could have oxygen in your blood throughout your body. So, but oxygen doesn't really weigh much, does it? Well, it has a weight. I don't think it weigh weighs something. much. But 21 grams in your I'd body, like to, that's crazy. I'd like to see that study, but in any case, it would mean the evidence that we had in that uh, sample would be that P. 
people die and then they become lighter. We wouldn't know what the cause of the lightness is. And that's what we were just mm. talking about with the oxygen leaving. We would have to demonstrate some kind of causal connection between, oh, there's something inside this human body that is actually leaving so like, and now it's going in this direction or whatever. I, I don't so think that we can So when a person passes, you'd have to put a mask over them and catch the air coming out their body with their last breath and see what that weighs. Yeah, you, you would have to figure out some way to show a causal a connection constant. between... A constant, yeah. yeah. And I, I think he did, he had to have done because it was published. But I don't think that a soul... That you could infer, okay, there's something in the body that left the body, but... I don't think that Why would it yeah, weigh I don't think that we've ever been able to test anything like that before. Right. Well, like <laughs> for a lack of a better term, that goes back to God letting us know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, an, there's just shit that there's shit we'll never understand. There's nothing. We'll, there's some things we'll never it's, get. And and I think that's why people lean on religion because yep. I don't I don't understand this. It's got to be something that you know the whole faith thing. And yeah, but again, I think oh, the whole, speaking of that. The, Faith. Go ahead. No, speaking of that, faith, like, that's a big thing that um, in the, the uh, atheist mind, um, faith, like, what's your take on that? Not to cut you off, Ray, but I think that that's really good, something that he could, mm -hmm. you know, just sure. touch on for. So I don't, I don't think that I have faith in anything whatsoever. So and when, <laughs> when you say, well, I got to be really clear. So there's. You sound like me in society over here. Like, so I don't have faith let, me, let me be very all. clear about what I'm talking about. So when people say faith, they could mean trust. Okay, I have trust in people. They could mm -hmm. mean confidence. I have confidence in, you know, I'm sitting in a chair right now. Based on everything that I know from the past, which is evidence about how the chair works, I know that sitting in this chair is probably not going to kill me. So I'm sitting in a chair. So everything that I believe has some kind of evidence to back it up. But when it comes to faith in the religious sense, which is, hey, you know, this seems to be the indicating this or this or whatever. Therefore, let's make this huge epistemological jump to, okay, a God did it. That is, to me, I don't have that kind of faith at all. When I accept something like mm -hmm. evolution or abiogenesis, something non-living becoming a living thing, I accept a tentative position on those where I don't know how it happened, but we have from the Miller-Urey experiment, we know that the building blocks of life can come about naturally given the early um, conditions of the earth. So... We have, at least we've demonstrated that it's possible for this to happen. So I accept a tentative position on that. Nothing that I believe has no evidence to back it up. And if it does, I'll abandon that belief. That makes sense. Yeah. Pro prove it. Prove it to me and I'll, sure. I'll believe it. Yeah. Hence the term yeah. blind faith. You know, it's kind of just you're reaching. Yeah. And faith is not a method to determine anything that is true people accept islam and christianity both on faith correct mm -hmm. and they cannot both be true at the same time in the same way so faith is not a reliable method to determine what is true and we know what the reliable methods to determine what is true are we have reason and we can show that reason is in fact reasonable 
we have science, we can show the utility and efficacy of it. And we have other fields like um, you can go into virtually anything other than faith because faith has no method or mechanism. It's just, hey, you know, here's this claim, just accept it. And if you don't, you're arrogant. And it's, it's really frustrating to have a conversation when faith is the foundation. And that, that's all built on a control system. You have to believe this or here. I mean, even, even talking like, like I said earlier, I was, I was raised in a Catholic church and I, I didn't practice my whole life, obviously, but as I remember going to, you know, wearing your Sunday's best and getting all dressed up and going to Sunday school and all that stuff. So I remember that, but even it's programmed so deeply into you, right. And, and into society and, and depending on where you grow up is what you believe, which is another, another argument behind it. Um, it just gets rooted in you that even ta- like even now to this day, I find myself almost feeling bad when I say I don't know if there is a God. You know what I mean? Like it's it's been so deeply rooted. Yeah, they, like you, they make you feel guilty if you don't believe if you don't believe me. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna go to hell. And it's, there's a guilt factor, heavy, yeah. a heavy one. And I had to deal with that too. But I think when it comes down to it, I've, I've kind of reasoned this with myself: if there is a God. And I have tried, honestly, as best as I can, to try to find it. And if there is a God, then obviously I would have failed at doing so. But I tried my best. And if there is a God, me saying I believe when I don't is dishonest. So it, I don't oh, think yeah. that it would appreciate me doing that. And Nope. That's blasphemy yeah, in itself. So just like either I'm dishonest <laughs> or I'm trying to fool this God, which can't be fooled. Which is or which is he doesn't worse. exist. <laughs> so I'm left in this 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 trilemma. Yeah. Either there's a God and I'll be lying to it, or there's a God and um he's he's uh what was the second option I brought up? There's a God and uh I'm dishonest to it. There's a God and uh, I forgot what I was saying, or it doesn't exist. And those are the three options. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you're on the right path, though, because you're trying. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're seeking knowledge, and that is a huge part of being a human being. A good human being is, is trying to seek knowledge and do better and be better. You're on the right path, well, Thank man. you. That's I mean, you know, that's all I can say because this this shit's just so it, it it's such an expansive conversation that it oh, almost we could sit here. For, we could sit here for that's hours. That's what I'm saying. It almost it's like almost <laughs> not get anywhere. It's almost like exhausting. Like you know, um, shit. Like it, we are where we are, and at the end of the day, we're not gonna know until you pass, and then you if there is something, you deal with it, and if there isn't, but in the meantime, at least. At least if you're still looking, you know, like, like people say, hell, like, I don't, I think that we're, I mean, personally, like some, most of the time, I think that this could be hell because I don't feel like this is paradise, what we're living in. I think this is all a big test. If it, if, if there is something afterwards, this has to be a big test of what we're doing with our time here. And if you're lo- taking your time to look and see and find, then you're not wasting your time in a negative way. And you're not being dishonest. Like you said, blas- blasphemous, what they call it. Uh, you know, um, just just being a complete, yeah. Uh, 
person that just does not believe. Like, but you you need answers, and if you're looking for the answer, that's something that that I I, I haven't read that. I don't read Bible or anything like that, but I know that there's something in this says that it, you, you're looking for knowledge, you're looking for an answer, you're seeking it, and that's part of it. And like I said, by no way, shape, or form am I religious, but you're not doing anything wrong by having the position you're in and doing what you're doing in the world. And that that's the craziest part for an atheist. Like my sister was, uh, one, my middle sister was, what's the other one? Oh, what's agnostic? Is that like that doesn't believe in shit? Oh, okay, so... They kind of, I, I hate that word, to be honest, because I feel like agnostics are almost like atheists that just have no guts, <laughs> but they, right. they don't well, have that, well, that, what that's what, that's, what, that's what they tried to like say she was, but she was like an atheist at one point, you know, and then things changed in her life and she came to be spiritual and X, Y, Z, but it, it's like I, I, you know, I, I have a sibling that was like that, and I never got mad at her. I never looked at her funny. I just kind of was like, "Well, shit, I'm like two steps yeah. behind you," but I just, you know, they, they, you just get a bad stigma, man. That's all. Cause, and, and I'm glad that you're you're talking on this this topic because this is going to help a lot of people Hopefully. Yeah. understand. Oh no, if it doesn't, then they they just they don't want to <laughs> fucking listen. That's all there is to it. And God, and and, and I'll say this: God bless him. Do your thing. <laughs> If you don't, if you don't want to listen, then that's cool. Like, just stay in your lane and cool. But don't, no, don't you put just a bad subscribe to being a good on. person. Is all it is. Like when, yep. That's that's all it comes. Like when people down ask to. me, you know, what are you? I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. That's what I tell them. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. that's, that's where, that's where I can prove I'm from. That's all I know, right? Yeah, beyond exactly. this shit, like, like what? gods, and, and and I don't understand science enough to. I mean, I get that it's in place, and I don't understand enough to know if it's true or not, or if it's going to change. Like you know, hundreds of years ago, the Earth was flat, and we knew that, but now we don't. Now it's different. So maybe in a thousand years, it's going to be different than what we think now. Well, that's the crazy part is that there was no religion at a certain point and it was just like boom here it is now let's just start the clock over and this literally, is where we're at start in 2019 yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. what i'm saying start the clock over and we're at 2019 so i'm supposed to really believe that yeah. shit so there was nothing 2019 years uh, ago ricky ricky gervais got on uh i think it was stephen colbert he's hilarious yeah. and he was talking about religion with him and i think stephen is a catholic yeah and oh, it, it got it wasn't super heated, but it was an interesting conversation because Ricky said, if all of the religions disappeared and all of the science textbooks were all burnt today, and we gave it a thousand years, we would have none of the same religions back on Earth again, but we'd have all the same science. And that's mm -hmm. why evidence mm -hmm. matters. And Stephen even admitted, he was like, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> got, got me. <laughs> No, that's like you can't. Yeah. You can't refute you just, that. Yeah. You can't. You cannot. If you do the, um, you know, wipe everyone's memories and you start over, it's not going to be the same. But yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. Science will but be as the long same. As, as long as you have a way to verify something, mm -hmm. you can get everybody back on the same path that they were on before, and that's the great thing about science and anything that is demonstrable, anything that you can demonstrate. It's beautiful in that way because you can always bring people to the same road. Well, we're also in a different time period, too, where we're all connected by these things that are smartphones, and everybody wants to look shit up and Google and do this, and they want it now, and they need to see it. People don't read anymore, you know what I mean? They need to see it. And that the world we're living in now, if, like you said, everything was just 
demolished and we started over. I don't, I don't even know if I'd want to. Shit, it might be worse than it is now. <laughs> Somebody would take over and yeah. start some new shit. Listen, before we go down that rabbit hole, um, <laughs> so it'll be a whole other hour. And I'm happy, I'm happy to do it's so. Been a I'm really happy good... to have you back on, Sam, because there's just plenty to talk about here. Well, thank you so um, much. Yeah, man. Where do um? What's your Instagram handle? It is at Secular Club, and that's pretty much the only social media that I'm on at the moment. So. Might need. expand later, but yeah, at Secular Club. And um, should, do you think I should spell it out? or? I'll have it in the show notes. Okay. So, um, people can just yeah. click on that. It, it's That's funny, man, because I only mess with IG as well. Like, it's we got the a best lot social time, media platform, just, in my by, opinion. By far. I love it. It's the only <laughs> yeah. one. It's it's literally the only one that's like halfway You don't have to safe. hear rants anyway. and raves, you know, it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's right. quick. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So, well, that's the only social media that I have at the moment. I might expand later on, but for now, just Instagram. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on. Interesting stuff. Um, yes. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. You think that was cool? All right. That's a wrap for today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, go leave that five-star review. Those help a lot, and we really appreciate them. Also, be sure you're subscribed. We have a lot of cool guests coming on, really informative, really interesting stuff. So hit that subscribe button. Be sure not to miss out on any of those. Also, follow us on social media. It's at the Words Over Ice Shows, where you can find us on all platforms. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time.